Now, what's going to happen here is that with the uh-ohs, you're going to have a much easier time telling the difference between indicative and subjunctive. Why? <laughs> because the difference between indicative and subjunctive is length. So let's look at the plurals. I'll move over to this right board. <clears throat> let's look at the plurals. De lo men. De la ete. We're in the indicative active. De la use. Okay? And let's look over here at, uh, well, below it. Below it, I will put these subjunctives. De la omen. De la ete. And de la Okay. Now, this is going to go by length. So you're going to get here de lumen, de lute, and this u functions the same way, just kind of sucks it in. De luce. De lumen, de lute, de luce. Now look what happens in the subjunctives. <coughs> de lomen, de lote, de lose. See? What's really the strange thing about the uh-ohs is these kinds of forms. where you get an O vowel or diphthong in the connecting vowel position on second person plural, where you are, you are always used to O-E-E, O-E-O, O-E-O. But there's no E vowel there. It's an O. Now, why is that? It's because in Greek somehow, and I don't know how to explain this, the O vowels were the most powerful of the vowels and overpowered everything. They will overpower E vowels if it comes down to it. And so uh, you will get here, I mean, this is, this is very odd to imagine, that O and A is not eta. It's omega. With the O contract verbs, if you'll take a look at my chart up here, with the O contract verbs, all the connecting vowel position vowels or diphthongs have an O in them. None of them have an E in them, an E vowel, whether that's epsilon or eta or something like that. They all have, and this is true of all the forms that there are in the present stem with no exceptions? It's true. He's back on. What are we at? 2620. 2620. OK. I was, I was getting close there. I was at 80%. Now I'm below. All right. Uh, now, so you're absolutely right. 
You're absolutely right. There are no, there's no possibility of it with uh-ohs. The oval overpowers all connecting vowel position vowels, so you only have O vowels. Now, the only place that there's any difficulty with this is in the matter of, um, here, what I've got here, a syllable with a yoda. That will always be yoda even when there's something long going on. Now, this is very odd. Watch what happens here. And I'll put these up over here. We're still on the right side board. De, de lo, de lo ice, de lo I. All right? And here we have de uh, lo o. I'm doing subjunctive. So this is always over here. This is indicative and this is subjunctive. And it's the same way here. We have indicative here, and we're going to have subjunctive here. De la o, de la ace, and de la a. All right, now, the first forms will be identical because there's a long vowel, and you're always going to get de lo. There's no other possibility here. Now look what happens next. This is very, very interesting. Because there's a yota here, even subscript, that will control your form. And here's what you get. Delois and Deloy. And strangely enough, you get the identical thing here, Delois and Deloy, even though the yota is only subscript. So it's... What? What's this now? Oh, oh, here, yeah, 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 yeah. Deloitte, Deloitte. Good. Okay. Delo, Delo, Deloitte, Deloitte, Delo, Deloitte, Deloitte. Those could be either indicative or subjunctive. Now, now, testing-wise, you know, I'll tend to gravitate toward the plurals because there you see the difference. And you can tell the difference between an indicative and a subjunctive. So in the singulars here of the present, active, you're going to have the same problem that you had with the aos. They'll be identical, and you'll have to tell, are they in a hinna clause or something. All right, take a, take a look, open your books now, and take a look at the, uh, 